And we're back with another episode of Untethered Minds, episode 14, the final conclusion of our three-part series of 9-11. We're back. We're back. <laughs> and I'm losing my mind already. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Ashley's a little slap happy right now. It's a little late. <laughs> it's not even that late. Uh, well, I know, but we, we work full-time jobs, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, we're busy, we're busy. Okay. Over 40 hours, 50 hours a week. I'm getting it together. I worked a 10-hour day today, yeah. and I have another 10 tomorrow. Yeah. So, woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. We're hitting you straight in the face welcome of reality. Welcome back, welcome back, oh welcome gosh. back. Oh, the slap happy thing gets me. Anywho, here we are. The final part of our 9-11 series. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. And yeah. this series is like so far doing everything that we wanted it to. Right. And that it's just like a totally new path for us and that we are gaining new traction and new listeners. Not just followers on Instagram, but like actually you guys listening. Which is a very hard like it's hard to get people over to a podcast. So the fact that it's going right. so well and that people are actually enjoying the content is like finally yeah <laughs> we're yeah. so excited so it's kind of a bittersweet to be doing this final episode right now yeah well we got some amazing things coming oh down the pipeline. oh i'm <laughs> salivating i'm so i know oh, yeah, I'm i so know excited. should we okay so if you're listening because you're the best if you're actually listening to the podcast i think we should tell them what the next episode is going to be so the next episode is is maui um we wanted to wait on that one uh just a little bit so more information came out um you know a lot of people a lot of the times will will start spreading you know not necessarily misinformation but something that isn't entirely true and you know we want to get all the facts and there is just so much that has come out uh just this past month or so that it's 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 really daunting, uh, kind of all the all the stuff that's coming out, yeah. And still, like, still going on over there right now, right? Um, so yeah, that's gonna be our next one, um, that that we're we're gonna dive, uh, kind of pretty deep mm-hmm. into. Yeah, it just keeps evolving. It's super interesting, but there is so much like just bad information. I think I've seen a lot of TikToks that right. are just like, this shouldn't be out there. You know, right. there's just some weird stuff, but. Right. I think there's also, (laughs) I don't know. Right. I don't know. Truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But we'll talk about that in a few weeks here. Um, So that'll be the next one, which is exciting. Uh, We've been waiting on that for a while. And then the one after that, we just came up with today. We're going to keep our lips sealed for a little bit on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the Maui one. It's really good. Yeah, that's the one I'm salivating for. I was so excited today when we came up with the idea. This has been like the (laughs) rabbit hole that I personally have been going down for like two months. And and Maui has to do with it too. Like there's so it's a spider web of things. Yeah. It really, really is. And it's it's kind of crazy when you start piecing everything together. Right. Right. And I think we've unlocked something completely new by doing these series because you can get so much information out in each episode, but it also all relates to each other in the grand scheme too. So it's just like layers upon layers upon layers of information. Right. Which is really cool. So we're freaking excited. (laughs) Well and that's why Maui's just gonna be one because it also placates into the next. Yeah. And I think there's so many interesting things that like we can talk about for an hour hour and a half whatever we don't really have time constraints on our episodes um it's just whenever we feel like we yeah. have enough information out. Yeah. right so i think that's something that that can be covered in one so anyways there's a lot of good stuff coming up so make sure you're subscribed yeah. on gosh apple music or spotify, spotify. or iHeartRadio. spotify is our number one so far yeah Sirius XM. Yeah. It streams on our website. It streams everywhere. So just make sure yeah. you subscribe and we'll keep posting dope yeah. content for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got well, and, and, and thank you to all the new new people that have come along. Mm-hmm. Um, we really appreciate it. You know, this is definitely something that's a passion project for us. But we both individually for a long time have had aspirations of kind of doing something like this full time. And that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to get to the point to where, 
you know, we can just focus on getting as much information as we possibly can out. We can make a full time job of just putting out information. And that's what it is. It's not so much. Oh, let's make content. No, it's information because knowledge is power. And the more people that are awake, the more people that see what's going on in the world, the better chances we have to actually do something about it. And so that's kind of what we want to do. And with all the stuff that we've put out now, I mean, this is with us working full-time jobs with overtime and everything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is 100% a passion project that, that we're trying to pour every single amount extra of, of extra time that we dollar. have into this, <laughs> right? Money, everything. Yeah. Like, we are dumping everything we can. Um, and, and it's t- to reach people. And that's what it is. You know, it's not about... Like I said, the view counts or anything like that, it's spreading the message, getting people to realize what the reality is uh, that's around them. And I think it's doing it in the best way that we know how by like using our gifts of communication and like personally, I'm I love creating period. So like to be able to create such like strong messaging and like using such cool creative concepts and like having you guys watch it and enjoy it and follow it and then listen to us. It's just like the perfect storm of everything we've ever wanted to do right you know it's right. it like unlocks all of these loves and passions that we have and um it's all it's all kind of like happening and <laughs> it's yeah. wild the fact that we get so many like messages and responses people right. sending us stuff on that's the best part instagram tiktok that's, that's the best part yeah we is, love is the that. community that's building around it and right. that's that's the whole thing right is is getting everyone to be on the same page yeah yeah. Because we're all divided. We're all into different groups and all this other stuff. Right. We need to all unite. Yeah. 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 Let's all just talk about conspiracies together. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that topic, I don't want to waste any further time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's jump into the aftermath of 9-11. Yeah. And even further tomfoolery. Yeah. It's one of my new favorite phrases, tomfoolery. Yeah. Poor Tom. <laughs> yes, poor Tom. <laughs> poor guy's got a bad rep. MySpace, so, right? Uh-huh. MySpace. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> Tom from MySpace. Yeah. yeah. So to give a brief summary of the events of 9-11, um, we covered this extensively. If you have not heard the first two episodes of the series, they are very much worth listening to um especially if you're just going to jump jump into this content here go do your homework go backwards so briefest of summaries on 9-11 there were really three big events Mm -hmm. right yes three (laughs) i act like we haven't been this hasn't been our life for the past like month um obviously the twin towers in manhattan new york um the pentagon pentagon the pentagon was struck in dc right Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's where the pentagon is Mm -hmm. and then another plane was basically flown into the ground in shanksville pennsylvania supposedly by passengers taking over the plane um, from a hijacker so with every aspect of that comes so many weird details like things that just make it completely unbelievable um the events leading up to it really play into the fact that this could have all been one of the biggest inside jobs the biggest psyops of all time like it's just that nothing adds up and i really started to see this too when people were commenting on our content saying wow i watched the documentary or i listened to the podcast or i looked this thing up and it doesn't make any sense right so it's very much like it is in your face it's just whether or not you're willing to believe it and like take on that that real thought of oh my gosh our government is not looking out for us at all. No. They are not on right. our team. Right. You know. And the sad thing is there's still people today that think that the government's on their side. Absolutely. That that, that is insane to yeah. me. Especially with the climate that we're in right now. There were a lot of reasons though for 9/11 like things that the government would get out of it. Mhm. So I guess the one that I could think of would be profiting the military industrial complex, which in that case, everybody in the government wins, basically. Right. Money's just like traded hand over hand at that. Right. (laughs) Because I I don't know. I don't know where all that stuff goes. Which the military industrial complex was already missing 2.3 million from the Pentagon. Yeah. 
yeah. that caused all this stuff in the first right, place. Right, right. Yeah. And they just wanted to get into a war in the Middle East, too. Well, right. Because well, of the war on terror. Oil, too, as well, right? Well, that was, was Desert that Storm. Was that back at that time? That's, that was Desert Storm. Okay. See, now there's just there's so many things. Um, but we did go into Afghanistan and uh, take over a ton of their opium fields. Oh. And what do we have an epi- uh, epidemic of right now? Opioids. Yeah. That's interesting. Fentanyl That's and heroin. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I was just trying to get at the heart of like more reasons as to why they wanted to push us into war in the Middle East. Well, it was to destabilize the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So here, I'll, I've got a little side story for you. <laughs> I was waiting. Okay. I'm like, there's got to be something brewing okay, so the surface. <clears throat> every single country that we invaded under uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama um, due to the war on terror, mm-hmm. which is right. And that's the whole thing with war on terror. It's a never ending war because you can always create a new exactly. terrorist group. Yeah. Right. So first it was Al Qaeda, then Once it was the ISIS. Fear is there, right. It doesn't die. Right. So every single country that we invaded didn't have a central banking system like the Federal Reserve. Now they do. Every single one of them has a central banking system, and we have established quote unquote democracy there. Well, what we've established is a central banking system to loop everybody into the same trash system that we're already in. Correct. So that then they can usher in this new era of digital currency. And now that we're all in a central bank and we all rely on them, we've got to transfer over to the next thing. Right. More ahead on all that. (laughs) So I I just think overall there were so many incentives to get into war. Um, It keeps us in control. I think, again, this was one of those tests to see, like, how much do we have people stooped? Like, stooped? Is that the word for it? Duped. Duped. Like stoop does not sound right. How dupe do we have people? How dumb are people? Um, it, I think it just serves so many purposes. Right. So um, interesting to look at that. But at first, after everything happened, surprise, surprise, they tried to keep everything like very close to the chest, well, very course, under wraps, because yeah. they didn't want the truth to come out. You know. So well, like we were saying in the last ones, I mean, they were omitting things that were in uh, live press conferences yeah. from like the newspapers C-SPAN and everything else. And yeah. Right. And then they blamed it on, like, a computer network error. Right. Um, so everything obviously happened September 11, 2001. By late January 2002, Senator Tom Daschle got calls from both Bush and Cheney telling him to keep the investigation to the House and Senate committees only. So they were trying to keep it very close to home. The administration was against a deep investigation until November of 2002, when Congress created the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks to create a full account of the attacks. Democrat leaders pushed for the committee, but had to concede on certain things as Bush threatened to create the commission through his own executive order, which would give him, like, all the power. So he was basically like, listen to me, or I'm just going to take this whole thing over and you won't ever learn anything. How sus is that? That's just the record there. Right. Right. They don't hide it. Like the corruption right. is right, right here. It's so ridiculous. And November 27th of 2002, Bush officially signed this committee into law and named the former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger as the chairman of the commission. Kissinger. Kissinger's character. Shocker there. This came from the Chicago Tribune. It said, Kissinger is known more for keeping secrets from the American public than telling the truth. And yet he was the one appointed to the head of this 9-11 attack on terror, whatever the hell Sounds it's called. Sounds completely logical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, shocker. Um, somebody's sketch is put in. December 13th, 2002, he resigns from the committee due to Congress demanding that he divulge in his own private uh, private business clients, like talking about who they are. So clearly Congress, Congress found something real fishy about him, too, and said, OK, fine, let's talk about your business dealings. And he got scared. So who is he working with? Nobody. Right. Nobody. <laughs> but again, like the information stops there. It was later revealed that he was a chief advisor to the Bush administration regarding the Iraq war. So he's very, very close with Bush in all the bad ways. 
Um, Thomas. That's a good way. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. So after he stepped down, Thomas Kane and Lee Hamilton were named <clears throat> chairman and vice chairman of the 9-11 Commission as of December 16th, 2002. So they finally get this investigation. Okay. But how long did it take? So if you compare this to Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, it took them nine days after the attack to start an investigation. The Kennedy assassination took them a whole week, seven days, same as the Challenger disaster, seven days for them to open up an investigation officially. 9-11, this huge catastrophic terrorist attack done by these, you know, <laughs> a job like, no, I... Right. 411 days. Yeah, sounds about right. That's more than a year. They didn't think to start looking into it. They're like, nope, terrorism, check off the list. Let's go to war. Well, because they already knew the answer. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want us to think there was any other answer. They're like, here's the answer. Take it. Um, The starting budget for the investigation in comparison to others. So the Challenger disaster was granted $75 million to start. The Columbia disaster was given 50 million to start. The Clintons indiscretion investigation um, cost 40 million. What did the 9/11 commission get? 3 million. Hmm. 3 million dollars. Does that not put like such a low price on the heads of all the lives lost and everything too? Right. <clears throat> well, especially since they're covering up 2.3 trillion that are missing. Right. Right. So three million is literally pennies. Literal pennies. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. The 9-11 Commission held their first meeting in D.C. on January 27th, 2003. Um, And on March 26, 2003, the Bush administration denies the commission's request to provide an additional 11 million in funding. Three days later, they were offered nine million and took it at that point because they knew they wouldn't get anything else. So now they're denying funding because, again, it's like Daddy Bush said that this is what happened and that's the story. Mm -hmm. April 2004, Bush agrees to testify before the 9-11 Commission, but only if Cheney does as well. At the same time. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can't be recorded. right, Right, right. And so when they looked into why, Bush said... Quote, because it's a good chance for both of us to answer questions that the 9-11 Commission is looking forward to asking us. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to answer. He's saying something about keeping their story straight. This is the best way to do it. So on April 29th. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It is. People are like, "Uh uh uh-huh. So on April 29, 2004, Bush and Cheney appeared before the commission together for about three hours. And what was weird was that neither were placed under oath. Mm-hmm. Their testimonies were not recorded, as Tavis mentioned. And the White House was then allowed to censor any of the commission's notes. Yeah. But nothing's going on, you guys. Yeah. Nothing at all. Remember that painting at Epstein's house? With Bush on the floor, and then they have like Playing the two the towers airplanes. that fell. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We should put that in here. This is this is the clip on social. <laughs> that's the cover. That's that's an art piece, man. <laughs> wow. Ooh, we need to yeah. do a deep dive on Epstein too. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Okay. That one's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of gross, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. May 19th, 2004, um, Rudy Giuliani, who was, what is he, the mayor of New York? He was the mayor, mayor. at the time, yeah. Um, he testified before the 9-11 commission because, was oh, I can't remember now, was he in Building 7? He was no. in Building 7 at the time. During the attack. Correct. Okay, because we talked about him having his whole command post there. Um, the crowd basically booed Giuliani as he sat there and tried to explain himself um, throughout all the 9-11 questioning. Thomas Kane and Lee Hamilton, who ran the show, later said in their book that they were too soft on Giuliani during the testimony. The question they failed to ask was, who warned him that the South Tower was going to collapse? And who didn't warn the rest of the building? Because it was apparent that he had 
prior knowledge that the towers were going to collapse and that it was going to affect Building 7. So that's interesting. Um, July 22nd, 2004, the 9-11 Commission's final report comes out. It's a 571-page document. And on August or in August of 2006, the 9-11 comic book was then released um, because they were like, nobody's going to sit here and read this, you know, five, almost 600 page report. So they made it into a comic book for people to read quicker. Do you know that? No. <laughs> Commission report? Yeah. August 21st of 2004, the 9-11 commission officially closed their doors and that was it. So nearly three years later, they concluded. Terrorists. Yeah, exactly. What, what were you saying? The two guys with box cutters? Yeah. The guys with the box cutters? <laughs> yeah. Took it over. Yeah. Because that was the official story was, was these terrorists with box cutters jumped in and took over, yeah. over the planes. And they know exactly who the terrorists are because they <clears throat> found their IDs at the, yeah, their in passports. the rubble of the World mm. Trade Center. Yeah, they survived the fire that like was so hot that brought the towers down. Completely just melted all of the steel. Yeah, but it doesn't burn passports. Heck no, and not that red bandana. No way. No. Gosh. How dumb. How dumb do they think? So the worst part of 9-11, um, all in all, is that there was a casualty count. You know, we lost lives. As much as the whole thing is suspicious and sketchy and we can sit here and like just talk about all the the sad things like it's horrible. 2,996 people right. died on 9-11. Right. And so this is this is us trying to get your you justice. The truth out. Yeah. Because that that's disgusting that. Well, if I it feel is, like if enough people know about this topic. That would incentivize enough people to actually do something about it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that it's 20 years later. It's still what our government did to us. Yeah. yeah. Right. And here's the thing. The people that were in the government then are still in the government now. Because they right. never. <laughs> right. Gosh, we've seen. They're right. so old. It's basically a nursing home. Yeah. But if you trust the government, genuinely asking why. Like, you you see what they can do, you know? And so why don't you think that they would lie about things like COVID or other wars that we've been in right. or about presidential, you know, candidates or actual presidents, you know, about scandals? Right. Once you start to see the lies, it's hard not to believe that everything's a lie. Right. And it is the same people, the same exact people. It is. Because they just won't die. Yeah. And the new people that they're bringing into are ran by the same people. Right. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. All owned by the same right. companies at the end of the day. Right. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it is. You know? It's really Like bad. I said, whether Trump's a good guy or a bad guy, all I know is all the people I don't trust hate him. <laughs> That's you, good enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if the establishment that I despise hates this one particular candidate that they've indicted him four times... And I mean, impeached him twice. They've impeached him twice, and I I hate to say it, but I think Tucker's on to something, and I think he'll probably have an assassination attempt on him. I'm actually shocked that that hasn't happened. I I was shocked that it didn't happen during his presidency. No, me too. Like yeah. I am shocked that we've gotten this far, and that hasn't been even like a. There was one attempt. when he was president that was like approaching the White House or whatever, but he didn't even make it to like yeah. across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like like the guy was on his way but 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 that's what i mean and, you know regardless at the end of the day he's the enemy of our enemy yeah right whether he has his own agenda or not that's yet to be seen right. but all i know is when he was president man i had Things a lot so more money better. in my pocket everything was running a lot smoother we were signing peace treaties rather than going to war with right. major nuclear powers yeah. of the world you know yep so yeah i, I agree <laughs> i agree it's always like the bad people yeah. who profit. 
And speaking of, we mentioned earlier that the military industrial complex had a lot to gain from 9-11. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, If that military industrial complex is a new term or phrase to you, it just means all the companies that make all the machines and the guns and the parts and ammo, everything you could need to go to war, they supply. And it is so freaking expensive. Yeah. so expensive and so when we were talking one of the biggest markets in the world absolutely absolutely it war is such a money maker and that's why we're constantly in war what donald trump was like the first president in how many decades to not start any new wars and he signed peace treaties right so we were discussing i think it was like the first episode we're like huh i wonder just how much money these companies made after 9-11. And what do you know? The figures are actually pretty easy to find. This comes from Defense News Database. said, defense contractors have profited $7.35 trillion, with a T, mm-hmm. dollars since 9-11-2001. The army is the same size today, roughly, as it was in 2001. So it's not that we're... Like, we've boosted our military efforts up so much that we're now supplying to X amount more soldiers or whatever. It's just, like, technology hasn't advanced. Or technology has advanced. All of these new weapons and technologies right. are just It's so in research and everything else. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it said, quote, Gone are the days when most of the defense budget was spent directly on soldiers. Since 9-11, war has become modernized, which means it's fought with extremely expensive weapons, Bought from highly profitable private sector companies. Of course it is. Right. When the New York stock market opened again on 9-17-2001, still surrounded by ash from the Twin Towers, the S&P 500 fell by a sharp 5% from its closing level on 9-10 and then kept on falling over the subsequent days. Like nothing was going good on the stock market. Um, America's biggest defense contractor, Lockheed Martin, this is not the case. Instead, its stock rose by 15% by 9.17. It started out at $43 and $95 a share. Today, in 2023, it's now worth $349 a share. So it has just continuously risen so much over the past, what, 20 years? Well, they make so much stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. All the fighter jets and everything they do. Plus mm-hmm. the UFOs we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Skunkworks. Look into Skunkworks. Yeah, that's like a 10-part <laughs> series. <laughs> um, in 2000, Lockheed Martin's defense revenue was $18 billion, or about 71% of its total revenues. And by 2020, its defense revenue has soared to a whopping $63 billion, which now equates to 90% of the company's total income. So... Mm-hmm. They, along with, I'm sure, plenty of other private companies, um, have just raked in the dough. Yeah. So if you count that $2.3 trillion that was missing, then that's roughly about $10 trillion the military-industrial wow. complex has gotten out of this whole thing. Wow. And think about all that equipment that... And we're $30 that, trillion in debt. Hmm. Yeah. And so think, a third. <laughs> yeah. And think about all the equipment, all the money that we left in Afghanistan in, what, 21? Okay. So that Joe Biden left. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, do you want to talk about this? That's another rabbit hole, too. Because we talked about this in the Ukraine in the episode, Ukraine one. which we hope nobody listens to. Don't okay, go listen yeah. to it. <laughs> episode one and <laughs> the two, first are two so episodes bad. Are rough, <laughs> They're so bad. Rough. Um, learning curve. Learning curve, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> learning roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, people uh, keep listening to the Ukraine one. Yeah. Um, and it's not really even that relevant anymore either no. because, like, there's so much more information right. that's come out since then. And but explain else. a little more into. Okay, so the whole thing with Afghanistan, with Biden pulling people out, um, that all has to do with Hunter Biden and his ties with BHR, which is a CCP investment firm, right? They're kind of an umbrella corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically uh, approach the Afghan government because the Afghan government, you're going to have to go back and 
and double check these numbers again because this was That's okay. nine months That's ago okay. or whatever That's when okay. we did this. But um, I believe they have like three trillion dollars worth of untapped materials in their land in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and not just oil. And we're talking like lithium. We're talking gold, silver, copper. Yeah. Like we're talking tons of stuff. Well. So the CCP approached Afghanistan and said, hey, let's buy your land uh, so we can start mining it and doing all this other stuff. Um, Afghanistan basically told them no. So the CCP took that offer to the Taliban instead. And Taliban took them up on that offer. And Biden, because of his ties with BHR and the CCP, um, here's one company too. I'm going to sidetrack on it. One company that falls under the BHR umbrella is CATL, which makes the, um, most, uh, electric vehicle batteries in the world. They produce more electric vehicle batteries than any other company. Uh, and all that material in Afghanistan is for lithium ion batteries. Mm-hmm. And so CCP through, um, BHR and a couple other investment firms are going in there through the Taliban, basically taking it over, which is why all of our troops were pulled out. All the stuff was left there. $80 billion yeah. worth of military equipment was left. Uh, that was payment to the Taliban for taking over. And you can see there's videos everywhere of like the Taliban going into rooms and just picking up stacks yeah. of $100 bills and just, yep. right? And that's the thing. Money isn't real. <laughs> like it's not real. It's I just know. used to control us. Yep. That is it. One hundred percent. I know works. I went a little off on that one, but 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 the whole thing with Afghanistan was we pulled out yeah. for the materials in that land. And we left all of that stuff there. All because Hunter's got his And now uh, who's getting 5%. a kickback from all of those new materials right. being mined and Right. You well know. and that's why Biden's always pushing exactly. electric vehicle batteries. Exactly. Or electric vehicles. Yep. That's why he's the that's whole why Nancy Pelosi's pulling stock in Tesla yep. and everywhere else with right. her inside trading is because right. Biden knows exactly what he's doing yep. through his son's dealings and pulling out right. of Afghanistan. Like it's yep. all a full circle, you guys. Yeah, Hunter Biden still holds five percent or ten percent, something like that in BHR. Of course. So that's even more for you. Right. Um <laughs> deeper down the hole. Um, it's just it's so full circle with all this kind of stuff. So then we can also look into the Pentagon spending after 9-11. This came from the Watson Institute's website. The Pentagon has spent over $14 trillion since the start of the war in Afghanistan, with one-third to one-half of the total going to military contractors like Lockheed Martin. A large portion of these contracts one quarter to one third of all Pentagon contracts in recent years have gone to just five major corporations, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, General Dynamics, Raytheon, and Northrop Grumman. Mm-hmm. The $75 billion in Pentagon contracts received by Lockheed Martin in 2020 is well over one and a half times the entire budget for the State Department and Agency for International Development for that year, which totaled out, which totaled out to $44 billion. Like, we're just shoveling money. And chump change. Towards these people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, all these things, all these deals and stuff, that's that's what I mean. Right. Money is nothing to these people. It's just numbers. Well, here's my question. We've pulled out of Afghanistan. Where do we still have troops, then? We have troops all over the world. Yeah. Because we have bases everywhere. Right. Yeah. But nobody's, like, fighting right now. In Afghanistan? Just no. anywhere, really? Um... Well, I mean, we have people, obviously, over in Ukraine without officially people ha- having people in right. Ukraine. I was just going to say. Um, There's no way we haven't physically sent people No, I think yet. we pulled out of everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we may still be in Iraq. I'm not sure. You might have to double check that. I don't know. Um, weapons makers have spent $2.5 billion on lobbying over the past two decades, employing on average over 700 lobbyists per year over the past five years which is more than one for every member of Congress. Again, shoving it down their throats. Mm -hmm. Numerous companies took advantage of wartime conditions, which require speed of delivery and often involve less rigorous oversight to overchange the government or engage in an outright fraud. In 2011, the Commission on Wartime Contracting in Iraq and Afghanistan 
estimated that waste, fraud, and abuse had totaled between $31 and $60 billion. So now they're formally admitting, like, there are so many wrongdoings that it's costing us billions. They just throw around billions of dollars like it's nothing. Because it is. Isn't that insane? They're like, <laughs> right. $10 billion here, $3 billion yeah, here, yeah, you yeah. get a billion, you get yeah. a billion. Well, like the $1.7 trillion. Uh, trillion with a T. Yeah, yeah, the $1.7 trillion that they sent to NATO and Ukraine. A T. Yeah. A T. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Tea. We're over here, like, you know, sad about our mortgage yeah as well, the, that's, the, that's the goal right I know. that's that's what they're trying to do Ridiculous. they're trying to get us all stuck in this rat race and so we don't focus on all this other crap that they're doing behind the scenes yep yep which is why we're doing everything we can in our spare time to bring you this information Ain't much time but here yep. we are as the u.s reduces the size of its military footprint in iraq and afghanistan Exaggerated estimates of the military challenges posed by China have become the new rationale of choice in arguments for keeping the Pentagon budget at historically high levels. Military contractors will continue to profit from this inflated spending probably forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it's not one thing, like I just said, I think we've kind of pulled out most people or most of our troops from like fighting in actual locations abroad. No, I think we, we... We will always have troops fighting somewhere. Yeah. Well, we know they're in Ukraine right now, let's be real. But I just, there's always going to be reason. If you pull them out everywhere, they're going to be like, oh, but look, China's being scary. We need to scale up again. It's just always going to be something. Right. So in the aftermath of 9-11, gosh, there's just been so much. You know, we were just trying to put together a list of like all of the, you know, cause and effect of what came out of it. First one being 20 years of war. I mean, we were in the Middle East plus, yeah. for so long. And like that time alone, so many things happened. So many, like Benghazi. Right. What a... That's a whole that's a episode whole. in itself, too. Um, um, I'm not going to cuss because I'm going to keep that going, but... Uh, we all know what we think of Hillary Clinton. We all, well, just that alone. Like, yeah. if you have an opinion, like, that should be the thing you have an opinion about. Right. Um, all in all, with the war in the Middle East, over 700,000 people have died overseas. Right. 700,000 people. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, you know, we went on this wild goose chase for bin Laden. Like, who died in 2001. Right. From lung failures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a whole crock. Wasn't that under Obama of them yeah. killing him? But we Stupid. never saw right before the election the picture. Yeah. Right before his, no one saw his, the body. Right before the end of his first term. So he did that right before re-election. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Another thing that Barack Obama Which did, is with funny the drone strikes because too. right before Bush's first term was up, uh, George W. Bush's first term was up. Then that's when they found the videotape confirming that Bin Laden was saying that he was behind 9-11, mm -hmm. right? So right after that, Obama was president, and right before his re-election, they killed Bin Laden. Of course, right? of course. To get re-elected. Yep. yep. And, and when Trump was president, right before he was about to get re-elected, instead, they gave a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always something. Something always happens at an election year. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, Just waiting for BLM to pop up in about <laughs> six months. You mean George Soros gets back at it? Yeah. Um, the other thing that people love to forget about or just omit from their own history were the drone strikes ordered by Barack Obama during that time. Yeah. I mean, what? There was one on like a wedding. He killed a the bunch Yemen of The Yemen wedding. If you don't know this, uh, and if you want to red pill somebody, <laughs> just be like, you know what? I really miss Obama as president. And, you know, anytime I miss Obama, I just think of the Yemen wedding. Look up pictures of the Yemen wedding. <laughs> they look at it. He killed like 200 to 300 people for one target that they were looking for that wasn't even there at the wedding. Yep. Killed, like, how many kids 
But a these lot, drone strikes. A lot. So, well, and that was the thing, too. So he got the Nobel Peace Prize his first year as president. And his first year in office, he drone striked more people than Bush did his whole eight years. Right. But again. No, I get it. They didn't have that technology yet. But it was like only, it was like 2003, 2004. Yeah. So it was during well, his first term. Well, a power with Obama. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Well, look. When George W. Bush was done being president, everyone was sick of him, even if you voted for the guy. Yeah. Right? Now, those of us that typically vote for the right, we weren't sick of him enough to vote for Obama. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But, but everyone else was. And that was Obama's whole thing was change, change, change. Well, what do we learn when people in power tell you something? Believe the exact opposite. So if they're saying change, 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 it's same, 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 right? So when George W. Bush was president, we went from $5 trillion in debt to $10 trillion in debt. And he invaded four different countries as a result of 9-11. Obama came in, took us from $10 trillion to $12 trillion, and he invaded four different countries during his time as presidency. It was literally the same exact thing. But how do you convince people to not be upset? You change the color of the skin of the person doing it, right? And if you were like me during that time frame, calling Obama out for all the bad, corrupt things that he was doing, you were deemed racist and prejudiced and all this other thing. And that is what started the racial divide that we have today. It wasn't anything else and all this other stuff and... Or, you know, Trump's bringing out all the races and whatever they're saying, right? It was Obama. Because you questioned anything Obama said, you're a racist. And so anytime someone told me that, I'm like, no, I'm questioning the white side. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be prejudiced. (laughs) I just want to question the white half. Yeah. Well, and soon it's going to be that you can't talk badly about Michelle Obama or you're a transphobe. Yeah. Oh, my prediction. Oh, yeah. Uh, A little recap on that. Uh, I think, well, I know um, (laughs) Michelle Obama will be the DNC nominee for 24. First of all, I believe that we're going to enter into an open war with Russia by the year 24. Uh, Within 24, that's going to do something to affect the election. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're going to have uh, Michelle Obama be uh, the DNC nominee. Uh, my dark horse, though, would be Newsom. Michelle or Michael? Huh? Michelle or Michael? Michael. <laughs> well, okay. But then it's just another man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all about, like, woman president. She's technically a man. No, but she's never mind. It would be a trans woman though, and so the woke mob bang, would bang, be all bang, over. Anti woke society, get your merch now. Um, no, it's actually coming soon. I'm but, wearing the God merch because <laughs> Lord knows we need him. But um, but my prediction with Michelle Big Mike um, would be. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do that again. Big Mike. Um, <laughs> and then you did this over here. I did, yeah, Big Mike. <laughs> like fondling. Um, <laughs> pull that bleep sound out again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my prediction would be is uh, Big Mike's going to come out as trans. That's the prediction aspect. But uh, my dark horse would be Newsom. Ugh. I know, I know. But like I said in that other one, he's he's polished. I like know. he fits like the that just evil. Shows how desperate the Democrats. He fits are, like though. the evil billionaire villain in a movie, right? <laughs> like, he literally looks like Christian Bale in American yeah, Psycho. Yeah, I mean, he's American Psycho for sure. Yeah, yeah. But people like psychos, obviously. Clearly, we've learned. <laughs> so, oh goodness um, gracious! Yeah, yeah. Well, I went a little. Yeah, it's okay. Off the off the railings with that one, but that's okay. But yeah, no, I do believe Michelle will be the DNC nominee, and I also believe that we will enter into a war uh, with Russia during the mm-hmm. year twenty four before the election. Yeah. Um, and if there is an assassination attempt on Trump, uh, that would be what would spark a civil war in twenty four, which is what the uh, TV show on Hulu said. Yeah. Yeah, that there would be a civil war in twenty twenty four. Yeah. We're in for a rough few years here, if this is the case, y'all. Like, buckle the heck up. If you can, uh, buy non-perishables, buy guns, ammo, water, 
Yeah, while you can. Yeah. While you can. Um, other things that happened as a result of 9-11, um, clearly there was just so much chaos, and I don't even know the words to use it for, ISIS and Al-Qaeda over the years. Like, there's just been so much nonsense. People well, they, I mean, they're, they're different yeah. groups because they're from different regions yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. But right. um, Al-Qaeda was Bush's group that, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever that he used. Yeah. Um, and ISIS was created by uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton while she was Secretary of State mm-hmm. um, because they funded um, militants in Syria to fight their dictator, you know, ruler or whatever um, that... Obama deemed a dictator, so of course. Um, and then that formed ISIS. You know, I mean, there's pictures. They have caravans of like brand new Toyota Tacomas with like tons of guns and stuff like that, all provided by the U.S. tax dollar. Oh, that makes you so sick. Yeah, yeah. You can't use it in your home to take care of your yeah. family. Seven hundred dollars to Maui. And donate your own money, says Oprah and The Rock, yeah. who are both worth billions. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too. So they they pledged $10 million. They didn't donate $10 million. When they started their foundation, they pledged to raise $10 million with your money, not theirs, your money. Oh, yeah. And These people both, are, and they're just rubbing it in your face. Didn't at this they put point. in like fifteen thousand or something each? Yeah, something small. But <laughs> but it was in like anonymous uh, donations too to make yes! it look like it people was were other people. Donating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they had only raised up to yeah. that point like four grand. Yeah, like three yes, grand. I it was like thirty three hundred dollars, <laughs> and then yeah. they're donating like separate five hundred dollars from different anonymous accounts and stuff. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh, the it's biggest cr- failure. It's so cringy. But that's what I love to see is like people are not buying through it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they're right. like, screw you, Oprah. Right. Go back to one of your six houses on the the island. Like, well, so so here I is didn't get touched at all. One thing too that we get asked a lot in in like the comment sections and stuff is, we're calling all this stuff out, and you know, we're we're trying to start a movement in the sense of wake up, right? But we always get asked, what are we going to do about it? What is there to do about it? The biggest thing we can do within a legal right before there's a full on revolution, you know, fighting in the streets, all that stuff. Civil disobedience. Yeah. Look what we're doing with Target. Look at Uh what we're doing with Bud Light. Look what we're doing with all these other woke brands. Right. They are going broke. They are hitting massive, massive amounts of loss of sales. Now, they're still getting their funding from all the woke, you know, Black bankers Rock, and all that stuff, yeah. right? All those places. But they're understanding that yeah. the country's not buying into it anymore. They're right. not seeing the whole painted picture that they're trying to portray to us. Right. Right. We're seeing it for what it is. It's a crappy stick figure drawing, and it's not a beautiful painting like they're trying to yeah. say it is. Right? Like they're trying to come back with COVID, and people are like... <laughs> Right. Well, okay. And that's another thing, too. I don't think they're going to fully push COVID again like they did. Mm -mm. I know a lot of people are thinking they are, that they're going to do lockdowns and masks Mm -mm. and stuff. There's too many people that will not comply. They're testing the waters right now. They're trying to see how weak people still are, how much they're willing to go back. Well, the people that that are going to get boosters or the people that have been getting boosters the whole time right the people that are going to wear a mask are the people that have been wearing masks alone in their cars yeah. since 2020 <laughs> right like tell me who you voted for without telling me who you voted for you know i mean yeah you don't need a I political know. bumper sticker we no, know who we you voted it. for we get it we yeah. get it yeah yeah <laughs> tell me you have two brain cells left if even they're yeah. rubbing together with all the energy they could possibly <laughs> right. muster, like must wear mask right. in car, right. we'll get sick from steering wheel. Right, right. Idiots. What I think is hilarious too is the people that do it with like the windows down and like the top back and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're out in the elements, but you're still wearing the mask. Right. On the freeway in Phoenix, right. it's 110. They're like right. back. Right. Mask. I mean, I mean, it's silly enough that people that go on hikes by themselves uh, wearing masks with oh like not another human being around them. The trees may infect you, Tavis. The yeah, trees well, carry COVID. Hey, an apple, an apple tested positive for COVID. Clearly, because it doesn't discriminate. <laughs> Against anyone or anything. You know what though? It is very Sending polite though. It doesn't out. bother you while you're eating. Of course not. So no, no, no. only it's it'll get you while you're on your way to the booth. 
Oh yeah. But as soon as you sit down, it's like fine. We'll give them a break. You're safe. You're good to go. Uh, remember the video of the, dead yet. remember the video of the couple that like tore holes in their mask <laughs> and were eating <laughs> the restaurant oh man what freaking alternative universe we're living yeah, in absolutely yeah. nuts yeah i Ab- think cern hit something nuts. uh and blew us into another dimension absolutely absolutely because <laughs> there's just way too many weird things going yeah. on right now yeah yeah Ugh. There's a glitch in the matrix for sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have two quick things to wrap this up. <laughs> All right. We'll get back on track for two quick things to wrap this up. Building six, which we talked about in a previous episode, there were a lot of World Trade Center buildings in New York, um, but World Trade Center building six actually housed a lot of evidence from ATF and their own cases. What does ATF stand for? Uh, Alcohol, tobacco, firearm. There we go. So there were tons and tons of um, pieces of evidence destroyed during 9-11, and a lot of cases had to be closed due to it. So that's really interesting, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of cases in the ATF, which is what you said, drugs, too? Well, no. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's more DEA, DEA but, <laughs> but, but, uh, ATF is the ones that track down like firearms dealers and right, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which military industrial complex. Full circle people. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting because we hadn't heard anything about that. And I found an article, um, I'll link it on our website if you want to read it further. Um, and then lastly, just kind of like a f- I don't want to say a fun tidbit, but just an interesting thing that um, somebody commented on our Instagram was this girl had gone to the Shanksville, Pennsylvania Memorial for the plane that crashed into the Mm -hmm. field there. And the person leading the tour basically said that there was no evidence. There were no parts of the plane, no pieces of the plane, because the plane went underground when it hit the field. Like it was going so fast, it just whoop underground. Mm-hmm. So that's the first plane in history to become a submarine. Yes. Into the ground. Into dirt. In rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the yeah. hole looks exactly like a missile shot into it, mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the person commenting was like, that was the moment that I was like, mm, yeah, maybe not. Right. <laughs> Starting to question this. Well, and that's the thing, too. Since we what? posted the first couple ones. Who trained her to say that? Huh? Oh, sorry, go ahead. What? I was saying, who trained this person to say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so, since we've released the first two uh, parts of this, we've gotten tons of people with like, Hey, did you guys know about this? Hey, I got mm-hmm. this. Da, da, da. There was a guy that tagged us that um, he had the video of World Trade Center 7 going down in all the explosions throughout all the different uh, windows mm-hmm. before it collapsed. Controlled demolition. Yep. Well, it was all controlled demolition that day. Yeah. Yeah. Pentagon was hit with the missile. Yeah. Right. Shanksville was just a missile on the ground. Right. Which, like, dude, come on. Like, can't. The pictures, the missing pieces, the fact that there weren't any bodies recovered. Yeah. yeah. But a red bandana was left. Also, um, some of the hijackers are currently sentenced in Guantanamo Bay. So how is that if they died? Like, they're literally listed <laughs> as inmates in Guantanamo Bay. Questions, yeah. questions, questions, questions. Yep, yep, My yep. gosh. Ugh. Maybe the uh, the ground broke their fall and probably became mole people and got yeah. arrested. And, yeah, they didn't go underground yeah. when the plane did. They they just kind of popped out and like landed on yeah. their feet. Yeah, FBI was walked. luckily there right away. And yes, got them. and they yeah. went and said, please take me away. I did a very bad thing. This plane yeah. just went underground. Yeah. I accept my punishment. Yep. Here's my list of mm-hmm. uh, ways to take over the plane. Yep. Uh, written in English that I Here's don't speak. Here's my ID. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. 
But on that note. <laughs> well, okay. And so, and actually, let me, let me kind of touch base sure. on that too. And, and this is kind of what we talked about in the first part of this, uh, the first episode. Um, people at that time weren't awake enough to think that their government could pull something off it like this. People that were conspiracy theorists before 9-11 we're like deep down rabbit hole uh-huh. conspiracy theorists, right? Yeah. Because the rest of us were just blissfully ignorant. I mean, we really were because the country was great and, you know, things were running smooth and all that other stuff, right? And, you know, 9-11 really woke a lot of people up. And since that point, I feel like it's done a complete divide with our society, right? You are either falling further asleep or you're waking up yeah. more and more every single day. Yeah. Right. I mean, because there's so many people with just the stuff that's going on now, stuff with COVID, everything else that like you can show them all the facts, even 9-11. There's people that were refuting us in the comments of 9-11 that it was a lie and a sham and all that other stuff. Right. You can put all this information in people's faces that are NPCs, whatever you want to call them, and they will refute it all day Mm -hmm. long. Right. And so in that sense, I think at the 9-11 was the wake up point, yeah. whether you woke up then or after you learned about it later on, uh-huh. it was that spark point for so many people in this country. Yeah. And it just made a complete divide. The woke NPC sheep and those of us that are awake and seeking truth and trying to spread that knowledge. Yeah. And if you haven't woken up to it after all this evidence has been put in your face, you're a lost cause. Right, right. And it's not our job right. to try and shake you awake because it's no. just not going to happen well, at this point. Our, our, our greatest contribution we can do is, is strengthen others and, and be strengthened by others. Right. That are are in our realm of thinking of being able to see the world for what it really is. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there's so many people that we've started kind of building a a community with on on all the platforms and everything else. You know, so um, I think that's the biggest attribute is just building that that um, continuity Mm -hmm. with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's building rapport. There you go. Connecting, connecting. So if you guys do um, see things that are relevant to what we talk about or if they're new things, I mean, like, send us things, tag us in things. We're um, we're on socials, which I always link below um, in our podcast descriptions. Um, Just look up Untethered Minds anywhere, too, and you'll find us. But we're always, always excited to see more and shared information from you guys that we can use in future episodes that we can reshare yada 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 so don't be afraid to do that or we even had some people commenting like hey i'm looking for a link for blah 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 could Mm -hmm. you help me out like talk to us right right, right. (laughs) we love interacting uh we're on socials a lot right and if we mention anything that you're like hey where do i find that information Um, we usually have notes on a lot of the stuff um even if we don't post them we have notes and we can give you the links and and information that we've copied and i am going to I've been telling myself I need to do this and I just haven't done it yet. So I'm officially going to do this now that I'm saying it on (laughs) a recording. (laughs) I am going to put our show notes on our website for each episode so that you can see my research, you know, what we talk about, the outline of it all, um, usually has links involved as well. So I'll get that up. I'll get that up. (laughs) But anyways, anything else you, you have to say? Uh, at the moment, no. I guess I guess not. Um, no, I'm just I'm excited to kind of dive into to the Maui thing uh, yeah. for our next one. Yeah. Um, I'm really really excited for what's after Maui. Um, with that kind of that's like into. a Ugh. huge rabbit. Hole. I'm fighting you back. This was fun. I'm fighting back so much. Talking I know about he's it. like, I think that we should do a video tonight talking about this new series, and I'm like, baby, 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 baby. we're not gonna put it out for like. <laughs> month and a half or so and he's like oh shoot i forget yeah you're right yeah uh so it'll it'll be a minute but it'll be worth it yeah that one's gonna take a lot of work they all take a lot of work this 9-11 outline for all three um videos was about 14 and a half pages single spaced 10 font yeah. so yeah 
We we well, we do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, no, no, no. Really, really, that's that's the whole point because not everybody, just like us, typically don't have time. Yeah. You know, yeah. but this is something that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And man, I've been trying to wake people up since I woke up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and the best way to do that is just by presenting the facts, which we've come right. to learn. So. We will do the fact-finding mission State for your you. source. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the silly liberals. Ugh. State All your right. source. <laughs> Give me the notes on your thesis. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, we, you've made it we through- appreciate it. We well, really, yeah. really do. Especially if you made it through all three of these, that's super awesome. And we yeah. invite you to listen to every episode after this forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you thank for you listening. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time to talk about Maui. Maui. Come out.